listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hey, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about marketing as a TPT seller. And this is the question I want to answer. Should you stop marketing your TPT store? And it's a two-part episode. In the first part, I want to talk about one platform. You know, should you quit a platform that you're currently doing? You know, maybe you have Pinterest, a Facebook, an Instagram, and a blog. And it's it's a bit much, but you're like, one of them is not really working for you. Like, can I quit my blogging or whatever? Like, should you quit one platform? The other part of this question is, should you stop marketing altogether? Which is a, another whole discussion. So it's a big two-part thing. But let's start with this first bit. Should you quit a single platform, a marketing platform? Is that the right thing to do if you just got this feeling like, you know, you're not enjoying it or it's not working or it's not making money, at what point do you quit? Should you quit? Let's dive into it. Here is a bit of criteria I think it's really good to sort of look at. First, have you given it more than a year and has it produced very little results? So I'm going to repeat that one again. Have you given it more than a year and has it shown little results? Now, those two things do need to go together because it's not just about how long you do it for, it's about the results you get. So, you know, you could work on a platform for three months and earn no money, but that's not a big deal. Three years and earning no money, that's a big deal. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you've got to have both. You've got to assess the length of time you've given and the results you're getting in order to really, truly assess whether or not you should quit. And the reason I say, have you given it more than a year is because it's very tempting, like I said a minute ago with the three month thing, to do something for a very short amount of time and to say, oh, this isn't working and quit. Well, nothing really works overnight. You're not going to get overnight success on anything. So I don't think it's wise to quit something that you haven't really given a fair shot. So an example would be you start an Instagram account in January, the beginning of the year, you're really gung-ho. By June, you know, you're realizing that, you know, you've not got many followers, it's not really working for you. And so you're just like, okay, forget this, I quit. And like, I mean, that's fair enough. If you want to do that as your business, you totally can. But I don't know many people who amass like 50,000 followers in only six months. It's not something that happens overnight. And another example could be you start a Pinterest account, you know, you start pinning because you hear that's really great. You make yourself like 10, 20 pins. You do it for like three to four months and you're like, oh my goodness, I've not made any money from this. I quit Pinterest. Well, Pinterest is not going to take off for you in that really short amount of time. It can take sometimes about six months or so at least. And then finally, another example might be something like start an email list and you do it for like seven to eight months. You know, you really put a lot of effort into writing those emails, but you're like, oh wow, I haven't really made any money from these emails in seven to eight months. Should I quit? But again, you know, you've given it quite a short amount of time. That's not really giving it a fair shot. You know, a lot of these things in terms of building relationships, building authority, having a, like an algorithm trust you, like all this stuff, it just doesn't happen in a really short amount of time. So you can't go throwing in the towel when you've given something, in my opinion, only months. But years is a very, very different story. Once you get to that first year anniversary of something or you've been doing something for many years, if you are not seeing success, then by all means, you can 100% quit. And I truly believe that because I think that that's plenty of time. 
I think that you can make really great progress in a year on anything you're putting time into it. A little caveat to add, of course, you know, you've got to take anything I say with a grain of salt. You know, one person's year is very different to another person's year. For example, seller A could spend a year growing their blog and they write 20 blog posts. Seller B could say that they've done a year of blogging and they've only written two blog posts. Well, that's obviously very different. You know, you have got to give it an actual fair shot in that year, obviously, which means showing up and actually doing the work. But provided that you have done a year and, now this is the next bit, the little results thing. Have you genuinely seen little to no results? I don't say no results because sometimes you will make a sale here or there or a couple of dollars, whatever. Maybe you make a small amount of money. But if you are doing something for a really long amount of time, you know, over a year, and you're finding that when you look at your traffic on CPT, it's brought you literally no money or, you know, $10, $20, $50, something you just don't deem as enough for the time you put in, then fair enough. You know, that's not got a good return on investment for you. If you've spent hours of your time doing something and it's paying like five cents an hour, you know, then of course that's worth quitting. I totally agree with that. So, it's just something to ask yourself. Have you given it a good year? Have you found that it's not brought you results? In that case, be sure to quit. But you have to have given it a fair shot in terms of the time and actually showing up and doing the work. You know, you can't say that you gave Facebook a whole year, but really you only posted like a handful of times and you didn't really bother with it. Well, that's not really fair on Facebook, is it? So you have got to give it a fair shot. The other thing to ask yourself when you're thinking about, you know, should I really quit a platform? And it is a big decision, especially if you have put in time to something, that sunk cost fallacy where you're like, well, I've put all this time in, I've got to keep going. <laughs> when you put some time into something and you, and you set yourself a goal, you're like, I want to master an email list this year. Like it's a big thing. It's kind of scary to quit. We sometimes don't like to, we don't want to be a quitter, but sometimes you have to, it's the right thing for your business. But here's the other thing to ask. Do you hate it? Like with a passion, I absolutely hate this. Does it make you miserable? Are you just like putting it off and you just like you never get around to it? It's always the bottom of your to-do list. You just, oh, I don't want to do it. Does it make you like literally miserable? Like you're like, oh, I just don't enjoy working my business this hour that I have to do this thing. Because if you absolutely hate something, it is not worth it in my opinion. And so, you know, you can give something a certain amount of time. Maybe you've been you know, releasing YouTube videos and that's like your long form content, but you get to that point where the thought of having to record another video is just making your stomach churn. You're just like, oh, I just can't do this anymore. If you just don't enjoy something, don't do it. Because the whole point of this business, I think, is to enjoy it. A lot of the people that do TPT, especially when you start out, it is kind of like a, a little side hustle. It's like a fun hobby. It's your passion project. It's like a creative outlet. And it can very quickly deteriorate into this thing that you hate and loathe. It becomes this monster, this greedy monster that sucks all your time. And it's very demanding, GPT. It can sort of, you know, this is pressure to do all these different things. Uh, we start off with just wanting to create these amazing products and we use them in our classrooms most of the time. And then you blink. And then the next second you realize that five years has gone by and suddenly you're like sitting there managing five marketing platforms and you're absolutely miserable. And you're like, I thought I started this as like a fun, you know, side project of creating. And how has this deteriorated into this really stressful thing? So, you know, you just got to sometimes say to yourself, I, you know, it's life's too short to be miserable. So if you hate something, if you've been forcing yourself to be on TikTok and you're just not an extrovert and you hate recording videos and it just makes you miserable, then I fully give you permission to quit. It is what's best for mental health. Now, the other thing to ask yourself as well is, can you afford to hire out? It's a good question to ask if you are a fairly established seller and you know deep down you can probably afford it. 
You know, you don't have to quit something. You can certainly hand it off to someone else. And you can hand it off in its entirety by like, say, hiring a social media manager that just takes over your social media platforms and be like, here you go, run with it, goodbye. I don't want to look at Instagram ever again. Like you can do that. You can also though hire out part of something. You know, maybe you hire someone who is going to just proofread your blog posts and create the images and like do that kind of extra stuff, but you will actually write the posts because you enjoy that. Maybe you'll have someone edit your YouTube videos or podcast. Maybe you'll hire someone to schedule your posts that you've created. Maybe you'll hire someone just to like do editing and making reels for you. And there's so many different like parts of marketing you could hire. You could create pins and hire someone to schedule them out. You know, it's like the options are endless in terms of outsourcing parts of marketing. You don't have to hand over the entire platform if you don't feel comfortable. We don't want to. But hiring is a way to stick with a platform, but not have to do it yourself if, like I said earlier, you hate it or you're feeling like you've given it time and it's not getting a lot of results and you're like, well, I still want to do this thing. I just don't want to be physically having myself doing it. Like I'd just rather have someone else do it. But you have got to look at those options there. You know, like I said, if you've given it a decent amount of time, but you're not making money, you have got to consider, is it worth hiring? I think, you know, you can hire anything, a profitable thing or a non-profitable thing. It doesn't matter. Hiring is always amazing, but sometimes it can be wise to put money into something that's going to make you money. So if you know that your blog brings you money, but you just not got the time to write blog posts, well, then you hire someone to write blog posts for you and you know that's going to sustain your business. But if you've never really made any money from blogging and you're just not really enjoying it, I don't know if hiring is necessarily the best thing because someone else could take over, but like, is it ever going to make money? Or are you just going to be putting money into the sinking pit of something that you don't know is profitable or not? Like, there's a lot to unpack there, but yeah, be mindful of what you hire, obviously, to make sure it's somewhat profitable. I think this is just a personal thing. You have to just look at your own business and what you value and what you want to keep and what you want to let go of. I definitely think you should, you know, I give you permission basically that if you don't want to do something, just let it go. You don't have to be on Instagram just because everyone else is. You don't have to have an email list just because everyone else is. Like if you truly don't want to do something, Honestly, there's no rule book here when it comes to TPT. There's no rules. You don't have to be doing anything. You get to choose what's right for your business. Everybody runs their business differently. Everyone's is so unique. You get to just pick and choose. It's like a little um, pick a mix of candy and we call it sweets in the UK. You know, you get to pick and choose which things you want. Oh, I like the look of that. I'm going to have that in my business. Oh, that makes me feel gross. I don't like licorice, like not having that. But you know, you can do that with your business. You can say like for me, I like Pinterest and blogging. It brings me a lot of money. Honestly, I've always said I hate having a Facebook page. I think it's a waste of time. It doesn't bring me any money. Like that's my brush. I just, well, so anyway, you know, you get to pick and choose. So have a little think about that, but I think that's definitely something to consider. Okay. I'm going to wrap up this episode because this question is being answered in two parts. And this was part one where I just want to talk about, you know, should you quit one platform? And in the next episode, I'm going to talk about marketing as a whole. Is there a point in one's business where you should literally quit all marketing? That's a big one. I'm excited to talk about that. But in this one, I just wanted to touch on singular marketing platforms. And just a little summary, just as a reminder, I think the things to ask yourself are, have you genuinely given it more than a year, a decent amount of time? And it's actually brought you little to no money and results. And of course, you know, the caveat being that you've actually given it a fair shot, you know, you've got to have actually created some content for that platform, you know, actually made some pins or posts or emails or blog posts or whatever. You've actually done some stuff for it. You can't have just sort of done like two blog posts in a year. That doesn't count. You're actually giving it a fair shot. And of course, ask yourself if you hate it, if it really truly makes you miserable, please get rid of it. 
trust me on that, it's not worth it. Of course, consider hiring. It's always an option if you're really thinking about quitting something, but you can afford to hire. You could always hire someone to just do part of it or something. And I do think the final thing I want to add as well is you do need to know what you're doing. And this is just like a, a harsh truth, but I think sometimes we like to blame other people and not ourselves. And I'm guilty of this too. We like to say, I could say this, for example, I could say that it's Facebook's fault, but it's not. It's not Facebook's fault. It's my fault that I don't have a thriving Facebook business page because I don't put in the time or effort. I don't have an interest in it. I don't really want to, you know, put more into it. So that's on me. And you sometimes you got to acknowledge that, that it's not often the platform's fault. It's us. <laughs> but, you know, we just men- might genuinely not have the time and it's okay. But I think you've got to know what you're doing if you want to see success on things. I actually think that success on a marketing platform is a twofold thing. One part is just natural talent, pure natural talent. And the other part is knowledge. So what I mean by that is the first thing that comes to mind for me is Instagram. Some people have a natural talent for social media. They are just these glamorous, extrovert, bubbly, happy people who make these beautiful, gorgeous reels and videos and stories, and they take beautiful photos of their classrooms, and they were just born to be Instagram influencers. Like That is just some kind of natural talent they have that someone else just doesn't have, that no matter what you do, you just, you know, you can't compete with that. Some people are just naturally talented. And then the other part I mentioned is the knowledge, and that's for something that is maybe something a bit more like Pinterest or blogging, where it's more about knowing what you're doing. And I hear so many people say, Pinterest doesn't work for me or email list doesn't work for me or blogging doesn't work for me. I honestly just want to shake them and say, well, is it the platform's fault or is it your fault? People love to say, oh, Pinterest is the worst or whatever. Blogging's dead or they love to criticize the platform and they don't want to look inwards and say, actually, I have no idea what I'm doing or I'm not putting in the time and the effort. I think we've actually got to be honest with ourselves. And you know, I could say, for example, that I don't really love Facebook ads. I just, oh, it's not a thing in my business I would enjoy. But if I'm being honest with myself, it's because I have no idea what I'm doing. I've not, you know, at this point in my business really spent the time like taking a a detailed course or hiring someone or whatever. So it overwhelms me because I don't really understand it. And then, you know, I, I could easily be like, oh, Facebook ads are the worst, but no they're amazing and they work for a lot of people. They don't work for me right now. I'm not doing them because I don't know what I'm doing. I need to sit down and I need to go and like buy a course and learn Facebook ads or hire someone to be my strategist. That's on me. Like I take ownership of that. And I think you have to do that in your business. You have to say, oh, is Pinterest not working for you? Is it Pinterest's fault or is it because you have no idea what you're doing on Pinterest? You just don't know what best practices are anymore. You don't know how to make a good quality pin. Like we have to be honest with ourselves. And I think, you know, that's just something it's part of it being a business owner. You have to be able to reflect on that and not blame other people and other things and say, well, maybe it's me. And if it's me, can I fix that? Can I learn how to do this? Can I hire someone to do this? If not, then fine, I move on. Like That's okay. I guess what I like to say to myself is there's not an excuse. It's the truth of it. There's so many podcasts, blog posts, YouTube videos, courses, memberships, free videos, like whatever articles on Google, like there's so much information out there now about how to do everything, like whether it is Facebook ads or Pinterest or whatever, the information is there out in the world. Someone knows what to do that could teach you, or there's like something like a video or an article that will teach you. And have you taken the time to learn? Do you actually know what you're doing? I think that's a really good question to ask yourself. You say, I've failed at something in the last year. I've really failed at growing an email list. 
and you know people aren't buying when I send my emails. And you have to ask yourself, is email marketing an awful platform that doesn't work? No, it's an incredibly successful way of marketing. Do you know how to write an email that converts to sales? Probably not. And that's the thing you've got to sort of look at as well. The reason I'm giving you this real harsh pep talk on this is because sometimes people need this push in order to not just quit, but to actually learn. So before you know, you quit the platform and say, you know, YouTube doesn't work for me or whatever, you learn how to be a successful YouTuber. You know what I mean? You take the time to learn what needs to be done. Like I said before, there is a little bit of natural talent with the whole Instagram or TikTok kind of thing as an example that comes to mind. There are some people that are just have that knack for it and, and that might not be you and you can acknowledge that and you can move on. It's okay. That's a part of it. That is just genuinely a part of it. But the other part is really that you can truly learn how to do anything because the knowledge is out there. But have you taken the time to learn it or have you invested the money to learn it? That's a big one. Many of us have a big money mindset block around is we know like on a you know level, deep level, that something is successful for other people and is a good thing that we should be doing, but we don't really want to invest in it. Like we like the Facebook ads thing is right. You know, I know that that works and a lot of people are doing it and making money from it. And I just need to make the effort and kick myself into gear to get around to finding the time to doing it, like to learning to how to do it, to taking a course, whatever. And I need to invest in a course or a person that's money. And we have that block sometimes where we're like, I don't want to, I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to do the time in. I just want to quit and blame someone else or whatever. But anyway, something to think about is, have you really given it a fair shot and do you actually know what you're doing? Really important question to ask yourself. Now, I know that that has been a bit harsh. It's like a real harsh pep talk for you, but you know, I can't be all sunshine and rainbows on this podcast all the time. Sometimes I have to be here as your coach, as your mentor, like as your you know friend and to kind of shake you and say, is it you? Is it them or is it you? <laughs> Sometimes it's you and that's okay. Sometimes it's me. But a lot of the time it's me. When I look at my business and I say, gosh, that thing's not working. This thing is not working for me. It's not bringing me money or this thing's a failure. And I I have to admit that, you know, there's work that could be done for me. There's things I could be doing better. And this is not for you to sit here and like feel bad about yourself. I don't want you to sit there and feel like, oh, I'm a terrible business owner. I'm terrible at this. You're not terrible. Trust me. There's a whole natural talent and knowledge thing there. And, you know, there's there's a lot of things that are out of your control. But learning how to do something that's in your control. You know, sometimes we've got to take ownership. I think that's a little bit of the message I want to share in this episode is you have to take ownership of things. But despite my big long rant about, you know, learning how to do something instead of just quitting, I I truly want this episode to also be the permission, like I said, to quit something. If it is not bringing you joy, that is fine. Okay, I'm going to wrap this episode up. I really hope you've enjoyed it. If you aren't already, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Terrific Selling Tactics. And the reason I say that is just that I do post stories on there fairly often. And I often kind of share almost mini podcast episodes like this where I'll, you know, share tips or kind of rant about things, kind of give harsh truths or whatever. So, you know, if you enjoy this kind of content and you sometimes feel like you need this kind of stuff, yeah, you can get your little daily dose of that on Instagram. Anyway, have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.